Good morning. Yeah. Hello. How are you? It's me. It's your best friend. Your second cousin. Your aunt. Your uncle. No. It's Jen. Jennifer Hill, and this is Don't Get Offended. How you doing today? I'm going to tell you what today is. It is uh, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to all you lovers out there, okay? And to the people who don't have lovers, like myself. Happy Valentine's Day to me as well, okay? Um, I hope everybody's doing okay. Here's a little ASMR per use. How you living? Oh, you living good? Oh, for real? Tell me more. Tell me more. Well, before I get into it, because um, that's the that's the uh, uh, mo of this podcast. I just go off before I get into it. You know, I was thinking that I don't have any like go-to sayings or nothing like. I mean, I guess don't get offended is, is its own saying. But if I were to create any kind of merchandise, what would it say? Don't get offended. Go fuck your mother. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck your father. I don't know. Something offensive. But like, a, like not really offensive because it's in like imaginary. Like, I don't really want you to go fuck your mother or your father. You know? You know what I'm saying, guys? Do you? Do you? So last night, I, I mean, uh, well, yesterday I landed back in Sacramento because I went home for a week and a half, which felt like a day. I was, I was like, well, it's been 10 days already. I got to go. And I did a lot of driving, a lot of visiting people. I missed some people and I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for you. Okay. There's only so much I can do. So if I missed you, uh, I sorry go fuck your mother no, I'm just kidding <laughs> if I missed you I'm, I am I'm, I'm sorry I'm truly truly apologetic next time I'm staying in one motherfucking spot and if bitches want to see me bitches need to find me okay you find me okay bitches okay well I was um I flew on a plane now the flight to Massachusetts it's usually about five hours, but I guess we had some crazy wind helping us along the way. So it was four hours and like 20 minutes. It was the quickest flight I've ever been on to the East Coast. And I cannot, I'll tell you this, this is something that I struggle with, I guess, sitting completely still in a plane. I don't, I don't understand how people do it I want to know who you are where you're from how you do that let me know how do you do that how do you sit on a plane for hours and just sit there with your hands on your lap staring straight ahead no you don't even move I'm the most irritating seatmate and I'm sorry to the people who've had to sit next to me well I'm not completely sorry because I know like you're sitting next to a gorgeous, amazing human being and you've been blessed with my presence. So you're welcome. But also because I cannot stop moving. Like I can't sit still for longer than an hour. I don't even know if it's uh, 10 minutes. Maybe I am like I sit there and I have to move. I have to fidget. And then if I get comfortable and maybe I'll fall asleep for like 20 minutes and then I wake up like an infant shitting myself. No, I'm just <laughs> I just wake up like I can't I can't. 
do this. I can't live like this. I need to get off this fucking plane. We're going to crash. You know, when you, when you fall asleep on a plane or you like starting to finally relax, you know, you try to go in, not on drugs or edibles or, or benzodiazepines. You try to just take the flight, no Benadryl, no drugs in your system. And you lay there and you try to relax and you start to fall asleep and you feel the bumps and the, and then it's jerking left and right and you kind of forget that you're on a plane and you think like, oh, you're in a car and then you realize you're not in a fucking car and you're in the air and you're 30,000 feet in the air and now you're going to, you're going to crash and die. That's all. That's how my brain goes. I'm like, oh, we're in the air. Oh my fucking God. Calm down, Jen. Calm down. Planes don't crash. You're more likely to get hit by lightning. It's like one in a million chance. And then I'm like, one in a million chance. One in a million. Calm down, calm down, calm down. But there's a chance. There's that one chance. And this will be it. This will be the flight that does it. This is it. This is it. The pilot doesn't know what he's doing. He's going to fall asleep. He's going to have a seizure. Oh my God. There's two engines that are out. There's a screw loose somewhere. I know there's a screw loose somewhere. And it's a really important screw. And it's loose. It's under the plane. Oh my God. That's my brain. <laughs> I just went. I went to left field. That's where I go in my brain. It's like like in and out. I'll relax and then I'm it's like there's like a, um it's like there's like another person inside maybe and like I feel like you're a little too relaxed Jen maybe you should remember that you're 40,000 feet in the air <sighs> anyhow that's it the flight was good I get swollen on flights I get gassy and swollen I land and my legs are like three times their normal size and then also on the flight back, I got my period, which was so awesome. So amazing. It did that thing, you know, that periods do where they, you get them on time every 28 days. And you're like, oh, here it is. <laughs> and then it goes away, like mysteriously for like a day and a half or half a day. And you're like, oh, that was three, two, three days. Quick, done. And then it comes back like, ha just kidding. That's what happened to me on the plane in the middle of the flight. Do you guys feel bad for me? Do you? Let's take a break with some hand clapping because I need to take a breath. <sighs> you guys like, Jen, we're waiting for you to talk. So when are you putting out your fucking podcast? Well, today's the day. Today is the day. We're going to talk about religion because it's such a light topic and people don't get offended at all. They feel like so happy when you talk about God and Jesus or all the other religions and they get really happy when you judge that and you tell them they're crazy. They love that. <laughs> they hate it. Be, uh, but I also was like going to bed last night and I was thinking after I was scrolling through Instagram, I was, I heard a girl I heard a girl. I watched a girl make a video about how she wanted to share this piece of herself but she was hesitant because she didn't want people to judge her. And then she was like, then she shared it. And that because if she didn't share it, she would feel like she was lying. Like, if I don't tell you, I'm lying. Blah, blah, blah. Which I can relate to that emotion. Like, feeling like you're keeping things from people and that you need to purge and let everybody know what you're feeling all the time. So that way you feel like you're an open, clear vessel and you're perfect and everybody knows. And you're just, like, honest. But, you know... You don't have to tell everybody every fucking thing. You don't. Okay? 
You can have secrets. You can keep secrets from people that you love and care about. You can. (laughs) You don't have to tell people everything at all, ever. Isn't that amazing? You're not required to share every piece of yourself with anyone except for you. No matter who wants to know or who wants to have it, you owe no one nothing. You're not lying if you keep shit to yourself. Your relationship with yourself is more important than any other relationship you'll have. So you can honor yourself by keeping a secret for yourself. You know what I'm saying, people? You know what I'm saying? Unless, of course, you're breaking the law. But, you know, you know I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into all that. I'm talking about things that you feel that you don't want to share with people and you don't have to. Okay. You don't have to. There's things that you can keep to your fucking self and no one needs to know. And I find myself getting, you know, what social media does in this new age of sharing and sharing, which we all do. We all do it. Some of us share more than others. Some of us judge. Some of us judge and share. Some of us don't share and judge. Some of us don't judge and don't share. You know, it's many, many different combinations of things we do and don't do on social media. But you don't, what was my point? My point is I, I, there's some people that I follow that I love. I don't know them enough to love them, but I love their content, I guess. The the side of themselves that they show me, I enjoy. But Then I find myself being like, well, why do they share this, but they won't tell us about this? Or this is one woman I follow who like shared everything about her life with her boyfriend that she met. She's so in love with him, which is great. I'm happy for you. And then all of a sudden, nothing, nothing about him at all. Did you break up? What happened? And then I find myself caring about what the fuck is going on in this stranger's life. And I'm, uh, 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 stand by. And then I find myself judging, like, why the, there's something I need to look at if I'm really getting irritated that she's keeping this part of herself a secret. But she, she can do that because it's her fucking life. She owes nobody nothing. If I say she owes nobody nothing, does that mean she owes everybody everything? She does not owe anyone anything. So I feel, you know, I'm apologizing to this anonymously for feeling like you should tell me about this breakup that you must have had or that you didn't have, or I don't know what you're doing or the fact that I feel obsessive and I need to know. And then I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Jen, take a look at your own goddamn life. Okay. What are you doing? What are you doing? Judging this broad. But anyways, it is kind of weird. Like, why do you talk about him? And then you don't talk about him anymore. I want to know. But you know what? I think maybe people get embarrassed. That's a thing. People get embarrassed and it's so dumb. It It's not dumb because it's a human emotion. But I mean, it's it's like you're embarrassed because you feel like you people are embarrassed in relationships that end because they feel like they should have somehow predicted that this dude or this chick was going to be not who they thought they were. Like, how the fuck are you supposed to know that? You can't be embarrassed. You be embarrassed that this person fucked you over? Why are you embarrassed? You shouldn't be embarrassed. He should be embarrassed. She should be embarrassed. Anyways, it's shame and guilt and it's just such a waste. Don't be embarrassed because someone that you loved, 
that you thought loved you or maybe they did love you and then they did something really fucked up and now it doesn't work and you're not together or whatever the case may be and you feel embarrassed but you shouldn't okay because it ain't your fault or maybe you have some responsibility in it either way you're not responsible for other people's actions and you're not responsible for not being able to predict heartache in the future or predicted action you know we all we never really know ourselves you know what i'm saying we never really know other people we put our best foot forward we learn we grow with each other but there's always things that we don't really know there's things about ourselves that we keep and there's things about other people that they keep to themselves it's funny because when it's us when we're keeping a secret when we're hiding a piece of ourselves from somebody else or holding back, we we know we're doing it with good intentions or we know we're doing it and we're not harming other people. We're not trying to hurt anybody. We're doing for whatever our own reasons are. But when someone else does it to us, we somehow believe it's vindictive and evil and they're being super fucked up. But that's not the case, you know? We got we to gotta give people grace, you know? Remember that their intentions may also be to protect themselves and maybe some, you know, some people are fucked up, but we're all doing the best the fuck we can. The average person is doing the best they can. And no one's out to hurt anybody. We're all fighting our own fucking demons. And sometimes people get hurt in the process, and it is true. But it's all an opportunity to grow and change. This is coming from a single woman in her 30s. That's me. How do you feel about that? Here's another hand. I mean, that's not an effect. That's an actual audience. <laughs> that's an actual audience. So I, I asked people how they, if they grew up religious. And I asked with the intention of, well, sometimes I feel, and I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but sometimes I feel jealous of people who have this, like, blind faith with Jesus or God or whatever the case they whatever the person they believe in or whatever their religion is they have a faith and understanding and a belief that God exists so that Jesus is looking out for them which I can I can relate to like being spiritual and believing in spirit guides in the universe in a God for the lack of a better term whatever you I say God if you don't believe in God or you believe in a higher power as they say in the AA world but I wasn't raised that way. So I think that if you were raised in the faith of believing in a Jesus, a higher power God, you, you have that faith almost like instilled in you. So it's just a, an absolute for you. You just believe it. Like, yes, I have faith because that's just what it is because that's how I was raised and now it's inside of me and I believe it. And, a part, and part of me gets like jealous of that, like, of people who have that like foundation and there's no questioning it. No questioning it. That sounded weird saying it quick. And then I also see the other side of it, the flip side, where maybe they feel suffocated or maybe they feel trapped or boxed into this idea of what they should be or who they should be because God said so. The God that they were raised to believe in, maybe not the actual universal loving guiding spirit or whatever because that's where that's where this is where I realize that maybe spirituality and the older I get the more like kind of my own definition of what I believe kind of gets 
more and more difficult to explain to other people. And that's why it's like, well, you know, it's personal. My relationship with God and my relationship with Jesus and who I love is personal because I don't feel the need to explain it to you because then it gets all complicated. Like if I say I love Jesus, people say, well, then you're a Christian. But I'm like, not exactly. Not exactly. Why can't I also love Jesus? Right? He's my friend too. Okay? I did go to CCD and my grandmother was super religious and she is super religious still. Very Catholic. And then she became born again, if I'm correct, I think. But she also votes for Trump, which me, which to me is not Christianity. And I don't understand how people vote for Trump and claim they're Christian. I don't, I don't and don't think I ever will understand that. And it's all just the abortion thing. If, if that's the only thing, there's so much more to life, but I'm not going to get an abortion. I'm not. What I am going to say is a woman can do what the fuck she want to do. Boom. So, 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 some of the responses I got from people when I asked if they were raised in religion, if they had any thoughts about it, and I gave them 400 words or less, whatever you could fit into that little box. Most people, well, you know, some men said that they felt like it was good for them, made them more respectful. And then a lot of the women said, it was mixed. Good overall, it gave me structure in the good and bad times, which it's, you know, some people need that or they don't need, they just believe they need that. I'm not going to get into that. Some people need structure. We all need structure. But then you have this, like, these rules, you know, that you feel like you need to live by. And if you live outside of those rules, somehow you're not a part of your religion. I don't understand. Like, but if you are the way you are and if you are the way God made you, why? Why would you have to fit back into these rules that you don't fit into? Um, my friend Polly said she was scared of Jesus her whole life, most of her life, which is true. I remember going to church as a kid because my grandmother, I went with my grandmother and the Catholic church. I don't know if I, I would say I'm going to say it. They like sexualize Jesus it's like Jesus looks like Jesus looks hot. Like, why is he looking so like, why does he have chiseled abs? Why is why is that life-size statue of Jesus? All I kept thinking is, he has that little skirt. Why is he wearing a skirt? And I don't remember learning anything in church. All I did was stare at that Jesus and think, how do they get him up there? And he's pretty hot. And that's not how we're supposed to feel about Jesus. Also, Jesus wasn't white, but, you know, anywho. Um... Some people grew up atheist. This one girl says, I'm an atheist, thank God. <laughs> the irony. Who you thinking? You thinking God? Who's God? You can't thank God if you're an, an atheist. Scared me more than anything, made me feel more anxious and judgmental. Yeah, because that, I mean, when you're a kid, you're told, this is what you believe in. And if anybody doesn't follow these rules, because basically they're just rules, you say they're beliefs or or whatever beliefs the bibles the rules in the bible if you don't follow these rules then you're a terrible person it showed me how hypocritical people can be and contributed to having major trust issues i see i wasn't raised religious so i can't 
understand I can't I can pretend I can sympathize like being raised in a household with such strict rules on who you should be and what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable like for people who are gay maybe came out and then they're no longer um accepted and but it's like but they're who they were this is who they've always been so they were okay with god was okay with them when they pretended that they weren't but then if they actually say that they are now somehow god doesn't love them so how would god love you as a gay person while you're pretending to be straight but when you unpretend he no longer loves you it doesn't because you're always you were gay even when you were pretending and some it's like this it's like families might know that their children are gay or their children are different and then if they all pretend collectively then jesus is okay with that hmm I cannot compute these rules. That's what I remembered. That's how this came up of, of uh, a listener of the podcast messaged me about this in particular. And she felt fine that I could share it with her, with you guys. But she said I could share a name, which I won't, because I don't think that's necessary. I don't think that's necessary. I was raised in a fundamental Christian church. I did everything right according to what was expected of me. For this reason, I never came out as a lesbian. I recently did, and now everyone in my family and community has now cut me off. They don't seem to care that before I was drinking heavily and planning my suicide, but now I am very happy and living living with the love of my life. So that's not love. (laughs) That's not if Jesus is love and that's not, I don't, how are you going to turn your back on someone because they're gay? I don't get it. And I think that, you know, I'm, I guess I'm blessed as the Christians would say, I like to say that too. I'm blessed not being raised in that, in that environment of be of, cause I never really thought that it was wrong. I mean, I never thought it was right or wrong. I never really had an opinion on the matter. I think that people are who they are. But be, if you were raised in a household where it was like very clear that that was wrong and you knew who you were, I can't imagine that being very safe, I guess. And, and I would imagine you would be suicidal or feeling isolated and that things would never get better. But I guess as you get older, that's the beauty of growing up and kind of making it through those times of your adolescence and your young adulthood, kind of like if you can make it through those years and then realize that the God that you maybe believed in wasn't exactly the God that really exists. Does that make sense? Because I'm not an atheist. I do believe in a higher power. I do believe that things that I don't want to say that there are reasons for things, because that means, I don't, I don't know, the word reason doesn't really make sense if I say everything happens for a reason. But then Cardi would be like, what was the reason? You know, because there's the reason doesn't always make sense to everybody else. Again, why spirituality 
is so personal or your relationship with God or higher power is so personal because the reason, air quotes, <laughs> makes sense to you or feels feels right to you, but maybe no other people won't get it or they don't understand it, but you know your path and you know your life path and, and the places you're going or the decisions you're making or the things that happen to you, you it makes sense to you when like when you put it together and it may not always make sense to other people hence the person personally personal relationship with god or the powers that be if you ask me what i believe i believe in spirit guides i believe in guardian angels i believe in a god not sitting up in a cloud but i believe in a collective consciousness if you will kind of a we are all one and we are all connected and that there's not someone pointing at us and there's not a hell or a heaven it's mostly personal I can't explain that but that's what that's what I believe and I think religion universally internationally for the most part, the religion that people, the people in power in religious structures fuck things up and in the name of God have done horrible, terrible things to other people. And somehow it's forgiven in their religion or their gods, but um, once again, being gay isn't, that's just... <laughs> I just want to add that in one one time. But people have killed in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, and whatever, you know, there's extremes in every religion, and the extremes in all religions do terrible things. So if it's all about love and Jesus and God and acceptance, for that's what it is for, like, everyday people who believe in God. And I guess people could be pushed to the extreme to do bad things in the name of a God that they are fighting for. But if God is all love, he doesn't need you to do that shit. He don't need you to fight for him. He don't need you to do, you know, if you want to be a soldier of Jesus or a warrior of Jesus, it's like, oh, if he is the all being power that be, if he's the all being omnipresent presence in the universe then why, why does he need you to kill for him or fight for him or I don't why can't you believe privately and pray in your own heart and send love to those that you feel are doing wrong without without it manifesting into something real like uh, laws that are passed or like injuring other killing and hurting other people like what, what I don't in that way religion is really fucked up but there's good to it as well because there are people that do good and I don't you know there is an argument about if your intentions are pure but you know I don't want to get into all of it but you know you can still do good and your intentions can be I'm doing this for Jesus and I'm praying for you which is great. I appreciate that if you pray for me and your intentions are to love me or your intentions are to convert me and hope that I don't burn an eternity in hell. I mean, there's two different things. 
but go ahead, you know, go on, pray for me. I'll appreciate it as long as you're not trying to change me or, or, you know, it's just, you know, the amount of people that do or the evangelists or the Christians that do quote good sometimes harm other people in the process and then you know claim in the name of even whether they don't intentionally harm other people they're just not aware of their privilege I guess their ability to I don't know affect other people in bad ways just because you say that you believe in Jesus you know what I'm getting at this is a very deep topic excuse me and I think that and you know I was talking to a friend of mine from back home whose husband lost his mother to ALS which is a you know and if which is a fucking horrendous disease and it's really tragic and it just seems like why do bad things happen to some people and not other people why do some people live their whole long lives without really suffering in any real way? Or they they suffer, but maybe not, they have so many good years before anything bad happens to them. Or, and then other people just have trauma after trauma after trauma. Or they lose their mother in an important period in their lives, which I don't know if there's any period in your life where you can lose your mother and be fine with it. But then I could believe if you were raised religious or if you had a foundation of, you know, faith in a, in a God that, you know, that in a God that serves a justice or serves like, what am I, I'm trying to explain, like, if you were raised in a religion where you believe God was just and bad things happen to bad people and good things happen to good people. And if you do all the right things and pray enough and go to church and believe in Jesus, then nothing bad will happen to you because you are doing, you're working in the name of God or you're fighting for Jesus or you're a warrior of Jesus or you're, you know, whatever the terminology is. Then if you were to lose someone close to you to something, you know, some sort of disease or, you know, just getting killed in any other way or some sort of accident, maybe you would think, well, what the fuck? And then, you know, some people lose their faith in God or in that religion. They lose their faith in what they believe God to be because they were fed that growing up their whole lives. So if God is this thing that I believed him to be, then there is no God. And then God, then um, my mother died and that's just not fucking fair so I could see why religion would fuck you up from there but it's not that there's no God it's that God it's that what you were raised to believe what God is is not true because bad things fucking happen and life is not fair but that doesn't mean that there is not a meaning to your existence and that doesn't mean that there isn't a higher power around you if that makes any sense to anybody out there because I guess if you were traumatized or if you were hit with something so hard in your life it would really make you question your faith and it would make you question your religion I would imagine and then maybe 
And maybe you would turn into an atheist or an agnostic, or maybe you would just be mad at God or, you know, whoever you think God is. And then, you know, which is a part of grief, and it's a part of grieving. I didn't mean to get into grief, but I was thinking about, you know, my friend's husband and other people who've lost someone and were raised to believe that, I guess life was more fair. I don't know if you if I I, I I don't know if you would if you're raised Catholic or if you're raised in any sort of religious structure. If you're meant to if you're raised to believe that life is fair and that bad things don't happen if you do the right thing, and maybe they don't say that out out loud to you. Maybe that's not said every day, but it's a it's a foundation. It's a belief that if you do the right thing, then nothing bad will happen to you or to the people you love, and it's kind of a fucked up way to live. I mean, it's nice until something bad happens, then what? You're supposed to turn to someone that you believe, or some God that you believed would never do this to you. So that, and that's true. That's a, that's a real reality for people. They have those dark periods in their lives. And that's, would they have felt that way if they weren't raised in this strict religious, religious household or religion? I don't know. Everything happens for a reason, you know? And that reason is personal to you. So you may, you know, you may learn that, all right, now I have a more kind of global, wider, whatever word I'm looking for that means expansive understanding of what love and what God and what, what a higher power really is. And maybe it's not what I thought, what I was raised to believe. And maybe I don't have to go and fucking live in a dark place because God abandoned me. Maybe God never abandoned you because there was nothing, you know, it's not, you're not abandoned. You're not alone. There is people out there, there's spirits and loving energies protecting you. That's what I believe. Am I crazy? Am I nuts? But that's what I believe to be true. But, alas, I am not a preacher or a minister, and there are good Christians, as a lot of good Christians that I know personally, and a lot of good Muslims that I know, and those are literally in a lot of good Jewish people. And uh, am I ignorant for saying those are the three religions that I know, <laughs> that I'm, that I'm familiar with enough to actually make a I'm not even that familiar with it actually but to make a comment on and the war between what Jesus was and what he wasn't and who's really God and who's not is just I don't know it just separates us and I think that's I don't know if reli the intent for was for religion to separate people but and at the end of the day that it's what it does and there's just no need for it because we're all one and we're all connected and it's an illusion to think we're separate ah how do you feel about that let's take an audience clap break how you guys feel thank you thank you once again i i'm not once again but i'm gonna say what the fuck do i know that's what my grandfather would say my pa he would say, then again, what the fuck do I know? Don't listen to me. And that's what he'd say at the end of some elaborate speech about something. And I think that's probably 
maybe that's all where I'm going right now. I brought all this podcast stuff home. I flew home with it. And I didn't even record an episode. So it was all this weight for nothing. Nothing really. It doesn't really weigh that much. But I just want you to know that your girl, your friend, your, your second cousin over here, Jenny Hill, um, loves you all and appreciates you. And I think gratitude is really important, whether you're religious or not, because it does make you feel connected and it makes you realize that, you know, you're blessed, that some someone's looking out for you and and someone loves you. <laughs> Make a gratitude list for things you have in your life. And this is coming from someone who maybe made, I've made gratitude lists here and there, and it's important to try to be grateful every single day and appreciate the things you have or the abilities you have because someone has it worse, which doesn't mean that you can't feel self-pity sometimes. You know, we all do. It's okay. But gratitude, I think, at least grounds us and reminds us that there are people that that depend on us or that look out to us, look out for us and look forward to seeing us or hearing from us and that we do owe something to the world to put something good out and show some love to some people and to, I don't know, believe in our own, whatever it is you believe in and whatever intentions you have to do good and be grateful. It It's, it's, then, then you're good by me. Then you're a friend of mine. I like all people who don't harm others or, or live a life where they try not to harm others because we're human and we're all going to hurt somebody. We all lie. We all feel guilt. We all feel shame. We all do things we're not proud of. We all have regrets. No one is perfect. And it is fine because you're human. And this is where my podcast went today. Are you driving? All right. That is all for today, guys. And I hope that I made some sense. And this AMR is, ASMR is bringing you joy. Is this bringing you joy? <laughs> all right. I'm done for today. Um, thank you for waiting on the release of this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. Every time I think that I have nothing more to say. I inevitably have more to say because I don't shut the fuck up. But also, people will reach out and tell me that they like the podcast or ask me to talk about something like this person did for this religious episode. And I think it's a little nudge from my spirit guides or whatever powers that be out there, angels, spirits of loved ones, just guiding me and letting me know that Although sometimes you feel like you don't matter or the things that you say mean nothing to people, they actually do. So keep going. So whatever you're doing in your life, keep going. Keep it up. Keep trying. If you fall and you stay on the ground for a little while, it's okay too. You can get up when you're ready. And I'm done now and so much love to everybody again. Thank you for listening. If you are offended, let me know. Did you get offended at gmail.com? You can message me on Instagram. You can like, subscribe, 
or write a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I don't know if Spotify has it. Wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening, people. And um, before I end, I'll read this little magnet I've had for years that I somehow managed to keep with me wherever I go. Believe nothing, no matter where you read it or who has said it, not even if I have said it, unless it agrees with your own reason and your own common sense. The magnet says Buddha said it. I have not done a Google search or any research to see if that's actually true, but we'll take it for face value. Buddha said it. Okay, guys. Until next time, God bless you. <laughs>